Welcome everyone today to Victoria and Friends. Seriously, you've been such a dear friend to me. And I'm so grateful that I can call you my friend. So Father, I just ask you to help our friends. I'm good. It's so lovely to be with you. <laughs> you don't have the face for radio. You have the face for television. <laughs> today I'm talking to a friend of mine. You're amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Victoria. And congratulations on your new show. Welcome to Victoria and Friends. Victoria's guest today is an author, entrepreneur, fashion designer, philanthropist, and former supermodel, Kathy Ireland. And now, here's Victoria Osteen. I am so excited. My next guest is Kathy Ireland. I don't know about you, but I uh, grew up with Kathy because she was a beautiful model And I just remember thinking her beauty was just stunning. And now she is a businesswoman. She is an entrepreneur. She's got Kathy Ireland Worldwide Licensing. And I think that's incredible, Kathy. How are you today? Thank you so much, Victoria. I'm great. And it's so wonderful to be with you. You know, it's interesting because uh, first I want to talk a little bit about you because, again, like I said, well, I remember seeing you, you know, on different magazines and you always just represented yourself so beautifully. And there was a pack of you guys at the point when I was with y'all, you know, growing up and all the young girls watching. And it was like supermodel pack. But I understand that you didn't really intend to be a supermodel. It was kind of a by chance thing that happened. It was not part of my plan (laughs) at all. Looking back, I mean, Victoria, so many lessons, uh, so many lessons I learned the hard way. Yet I'm grateful. My goodness, I uh, it was through modeling. It was a, a trip to Paris at a really difficult time in life. Mom had just become a Christian and without telling me, she stuck a Bible in my suitcase. So if I'd not been so lonely, bored and jet lagged, I might not have picked it up and read and had my life changed forever. Well, wasn't that clever of your mother? Yes. You know, mom's amazing. I'm truly, truly blessed. I regret that the very thing that led me to the Lord, his word, I then just picked and choose as I saw fit, <laughs> and I was just making such a mess. Um, so grateful for God's patience and forgiveness. I love the scripture that says the the one who's forgiven much loves much. So I love a whole whole bunch. Well, I think that's everybody's story, really. I mean, yeah. we, you know, that is that's human. That's a humankind story. You know, when we get introduced to God, we walk with him. We journey with him. He corrects us. He leads us. He guides us. And the beautiful thing is when we make a mistake, he never turns his back on us. And so I think your story is so beautiful because that's how we have to grow, right? From those experiences. We do. And, you know, I think just as Jesus dealt with each person individually, I think that's such a good lesson for us as well. And I was a rebellious teenager. So I think mom knew that, um, you know, sometimes we, our, our kids get to a certain age and we parent on our knees and, you know, we just ask God for help and guidance. And when we follow his guidance, it's going to be the best. Let me ask you something. Do you stay in touch with some of the girls that were the supermodels back then? You know, some of them I do. I have to say when I worked in that industry, Victoria, it wasn't part of my plan. 
I thought, okay, this is an opportunity to save some money, maybe to go to college or start a business. The entire time I worked in that industry, I was trying and failing at businesses. I look at failure as education. And so in that respect, I'm very well educated. Yet my attitude was such that I kept thinking, well, I'm going to, I'm going to quit this job tomorrow. So I, I was selfish and I didn't always make the effort to really connect because I thought, you know, I'm, I'm living, I, I, I always kept my home base in California and I traveled a lot. And you're kind of isolated when you're working in that industry. So I didn't have real, real close connections, yet there were some really special people in that industry who I'm, I'm forever grateful for. Isn't that wonderful? Well, that I know it, it looks glamorous on the outside, but I know it's hard work, and I don't think you're a stranger to hard work, and it was probably one of the many lessons that you learned is that you got to get out there and you got to work whether you fail You got to keep going, whether it's cold and you don't want to do it, whatever it is, you know, you keep going. But those are the lessons, too, that make us who we are today. And you have become quite successful in what you've put your hand to. But tell me a little bit about that journey, because I think you were a a budding entrepreneur before you were ever even a model. My first job, I was four years old. I sold painted rocks for my wagon, had a paper route. I was that annoying kid going door to door, washing cars, selling something, just always worked. And, uh, you know, you were mentioning the, the hard lessons of modeling. I think one of the, the greatest gifts from that long ago career was all the rejection. And I certainly didn't appreciate it at the time. But when I started our business and, you know, banging on the doors of, of retail, of opportunity, sharing ideas and thoughts about the brand and people can be so mean you're laughing in your face slamming the door all of it but that didn't bother me I was so used to the rejection no just meant okay now we're talking maybe I'll come back tomorrow so I'm I'm really grateful for that as hard as it is and I encourage people if you're getting pushback if you're getting rejection listen and learn I I always ask people help me understand why you don't think we'd be a good fit because I really do you know help me understand how we could be better and sometimes people are just mean and nasty and it's noise you got to turn it off other times even though the, the delivery is not great there can be some powerful information to help us grow and get better so you know criticism can be a gift wrapped in a nasty package but we got to open it to determine whether it's just garbage or if there's something useful in there Wow, that's incredible because learning that lesson early on, you know, gave you a great advantage. And I think that's a lesson that's hard for people to learn today, especially with this, the young people with the social media, because they were kind of thrown into this, you know, uh, criticism because people can, you know. And so have you seen it? Have you seen the difference in some of the young people, even the maybe the young entrepreneurs that you've dealt with, that it's a little harder for them to face this criticism, but everybody's going to face it in some form or another. Right. Most definitely. I mean, as you say, today with social media, with the instant opinions of everyone, it's so hard to be a young person today. I think um, because uh, they're getting messages from everywhere, anxiety, depression, just all of that. It is really hard. And so I encourage people, 
you know, please don't let the opinion of someone else or your circumstances define or destroy you. And I mean, back to the most important relationship of all, that of Jesus Christ. When we have that relationship solid, when we recognize we're valuable, not because of anything we've done, simply because we're his and we surrender to him. Uh, he, he doesn't make mistakes. So when we have that kind of confidence that is focused on him, it doesn't matter what someone else's opinion is of us. It enables us to see others through his eyes, no matter how unkind they might be. And it gives us just patience and all that we need to move forward. But yeah. as you said, Victoria, it is it is hard with social media and that constant rejection in your face. So we uh, we need to keep our eyes on him. Yeah, isn't that the truth? I mean, he was rejected. He was the number one rejected, you know, and he had done nothing. So I love that, that you always, that you'll come back to that. And that faith has been a huge part. How do you decide? I know that you've got this worldwide brand and, you know, I, what I want to understand today is it says that you are, it's the, you're uh, licensing, the, one of the biggest licensing brands. What does that mean? First of all, we are incredibly grateful. And back to something you said about young people, um, entrepreneurs, I think it's easy for people to assume that you're going to have instantaneous success. Brand building is hard work. There's a lot of sweat equity. We've been at this for 34 years. So it's not overnight. And it's keeping your eye on the goal and what you want to accomplish. And for us, it's the how. We started our brand. I was an aging pregnant model at my kitchen table. We started with a single pair of socks. And today our brand includes everything from apparel and accessories, um, working with our partners at HSN. Um, in the world of, of medicine, Let's Talk Interactive, which brings just affordable, wonderful care to people all over the world. We're so excited about that. Recovery centers, real estate, our partners at Zoom Casa, powered by Kathy Ireland. Uh, if you're having a difficult time selling your house, moving in this, this real estate market with high interest rates, it can be difficult. So we want to bring solutions to people and make it possible for you to purchase a new home while you've still got your old home and to get the most maximum benefit from it. And it's it's a win-win-win. It's for the realtor as well. And in fact, Victoria, if your audience, if they contact ZoomCasa.com and if they mention you, Victoria, and me, and if they go through with uh, the final process, they'll get a $500 rebate. So that's exciting we seek to bring great value to people. Ireland Pay, that's something I'm passionate about. It's credit card processing. And what really makes this exciting, it is competitive. We don't know of a better value for people. And at the same time, 51% of our profits go to nonprofit. And this is helping people around the world. So everything from 
fighting human trafficking to human rights for people who are suffering and oppressed all over the world. Uh, I mean, we know what's been going on in the world most recently from Maui to Morocco to Libya to countries all over Africa. Persecution is great. So it's exciting to work with really good people who are making a difference. Well, that's so incredible because that's probably one of the most rewarding parts is not only can you expand your business into different, so many different areas, but it's that give back. It's like, what can this do for you? And what can I do for the world through, you know? Because really when people are doing, when they're buying your things, when they're, they're actually giving back if they're doing it through you because you're a philanthropist and you give back. So I love that so much. And that, what is that, Zoom Casa? Yes, this is one of our our newest relationships. We've worked in the area of real estate for decades, yet this is just such a powerful solution. Our team has worked with them firsthand just to really understand how it works and just getting the equity out of your home, getting the highest dollar you can possibly get, and at the same time, not being held back by by that process, being Mm -hmm. able to move forward into a new home. Yeah, that whole trying to sell your house and balance that out with trying to find the new house. But, oh, that house is gone because I didn't have the money. So that's a very, very cool idea. And you're also working with real estate agents, which is so smart because you don't want to cut them out. (laughs) No, no, no. We need the the real estate agents. They they benefit uh, double with this business model. Very good. Very good. Well, I'm sure our listeners, you know, if they're wanting to investigate that and see how that is. That's a great opportunity to go. There's so many women that are in business today. Do you ever, you know, hold any kind of women's uh, seminars? You would be such an amazing person to be able to talk to and experience because you've got a, a wealth, I mean, of experience. I can only imagine if you could just open your head and pour it <laughs> in a little jar that people would be like, yes, because you sound like you have been through, yes, closed doors, open doors, glad those doors closed. Okay, I'm glad I kept pushing on that door. Well, you know, thank you. And it, it was such an honor when um, recently Forbes named the, the 50 over 50 and to be included with just an amazing list of women from Viola Davis to Annie Leibovitz to Jamie Lee Curtis, incredible women, um, truly an honor. Yet, Victoria, so much of, of what I've come to learn, it's, it's truly trial and error. There have been some, some wonderful times. There's been challenges. I'm grateful for the challenges because everybody can be lovely when things are going well. But when things are going tough, you really learn a lot about people. A lot is revealed. And those people who go through the fires with you, those are people you want to keep with you forever. Amazing. Mm. And it's, um, it's, been, it's been a journey. And it continues to be a journey. In many ways, I feel like we're a baby brand just getting started. But my, my biggest thing for women is... Yes, it can be hard. And I've lived through so many generations. I mean, just the, throughout the decades. And when I was 11 years old, I had a paper route. And I was the first girl in my area to, to have that route. And my dad, 
he hands me a newspaper ad when I was just about the age to apply for such a job. And it read, newspaper carrier wanted, are you the boy for the job? And he knew the reaction that was going to get out of me. I wrote to the paper. I said, I'm not the boy, but I'm the girl. And I can do this route just as well as any boy. And the first day I had a customer yell at me. What are you doing here? It's a boy's job. You're never going to last. And well, I didn't see that. I didn't let that man see me crying. Um, I was really grateful later because there were a lot of days I wanted to quit, but I wasn't going to give him the satisfaction. And what would that do to the next girl? But who would want that responsibility? But something my dad said was, always give 110%. If the customer expects the paper on the driveway, you put it on the front porch. So that's the foundation of learning to under-promise and over-deliver. And it's better for women today. It's hard, but I encourage women, don't let that stop you. Look at challenges as opportunities. Let's not be victims. Let's move forward. And something that I really believe our culture does not give the career of motherhood the respect that it deserves. I think it's because there's not a paycheck attached. Yet there is nothing harder. There is nothing more important or rewarding than raising children. And oftentimes people will say things to me like, well, how, how do you do it all? You know, how do you, how do you do that? And my answer is I don't. <laughs> and some days not well at all. It's, um, you know, balance. Some days I'm not very balanced at all, but I think at every season of life, we've got to prioritize our values. So for me, it's, it's my faith in the Lord and then it's my family and then it's being of service through our work. And when those priorities aren't honored, I'm a disaster. It just doesn't work. So for everyone, no matter your age, I would encourage you to figure out your values put boundaries in place to protect them because they will be challenged. And it, it's, it's just important to really understand what it is that is most important to you. And when I was a, a young mom and my time with, I mean, I just remember those days just being absolutely frazzled and just not knowing how to put one foot in front of the other, exhausted and I just didn't, I thought, gosh, I could probably use some therapy, but I didn't have time for that. And something that actually my mom taught me, and it is Jesus, others, you. It spells joy. Just so I would get out a piece of paper with a big Sharpie and I'd write J-O-Y, Jesus, others, you. If I wasn't feeling the joy, I knew I needed to rearrange my priority. That is so good. Are your parents still alive? My sweet dad went to heaven. Uh, almost six years ago. And uh, my mom is, oh, she is my hero. She is so strong, such a a wonderful advocate for children and for people. She serves as a mentor. You can see mom, I mean, mom is so bold and brave. She's in front of Planned Parenthood. She is praying. She is helping women in crisis pregnancy. She's, uh, she is, love in action in such powerful ways. Yeah. Well, it sounds to me like you're both of your parents instilled some amazing qualities in you and the way to look at life and the way to go the extra mile and how blessed are you. And that's probably why you're so successful. 
But there's still those things, you know, that you have to just know who you are, like you said. And how hard was that for you to not take offense? In the beginning, there were um, doors that were open. And sometimes people would say, well, it's easy for you. You had a modeling background. So, you know, everything just probably just came to you. Early doors that were opened, what I quickly learned was they were not the right doors. They were not doors of opportunity. They were doors of curiosity. Yet the people in those rooms, they didn't take my ideas as CEO seriously. And I think especially if we're known for something else, it's easy for others to put us in a box. And I encourage people, I encourage your listeners, don't let anyone put you in a box. <laughs> and I'm far too odd chick to fit in any. And don't let their, you know, don't let their opinion of you de- define you or destroy you. It's it's something that we just have to fight through. And when we're passionate about something, we will fight through. And mm-hmm. I think something that many say is counterintuitive, yet for us it works. And it, it sure brings a lot more joy to each day. It's consider others as more important than yourself. Mm. Uh, my dad worked in labor relations. And yes, I mean, thank you for saying that, Victoria. I am so blessed to have such great parents. And I took it for granted when I was a kid. I, I didn't realize how rare that was, but I'm so grateful. And if it's not the case for someone out there, um, first of all, your Heavenly Father loves you perfectly. And that's something we all have. We have that 24-7 hotline. He doesn't sleep. So that is the best. And he loves us unconditionally. So important to know. And we can be mentored by people we've never met by reading about them. And I encourage people, mm-hmm. don't put anybody on a pedestal because we're all failed. And and I tell our kids that too. It's like, look, maybe you'll find some traits in your dad and me that you might like. You might even want to emulate. Unfortunately, you're going to find some funky stuff in our behavior that we might not even be aware of. So take the good, reject the bad. That's good. But something that my dad taught me early on was the importance of giving all people dignity and opening my eyes to oppression. He worked in labor relations, in particular with the farm workers, with Cesar Chavez. We weren't allowed to eat grapes as children. And dad would point out the farm workers not even having an outhouse, no place to relieve themselves with dignity while they were at work. We did many trips to Tijuana and seeing people living in in cardboard boxes and the conditions. And so something that was at the forefront of my mind when we started our brand back with that single pair of socks was how people are treated. And so surprise factory inspections, that's how we started our brand. And you learn a lot when you show up unexpectedly. People can clean up if they know you're coming. So yes, we are to be gentle as doves and shrewd as a serpent. So we need to be alert and aware when we look at what's going on in the world uh, from the, the Uyghur Muslims and the mistreatment. And there has never been mistreatment. It's, it's a genocide. I mean, it is just atrocious what is happening to human beings. And when we look at sex trafficking, and that many people in the sex slave trade, when they're no longer profitable in that industry, they're sold into forced labor. So we've got to know what is going on in the factories. And there have never been more slaves on the earth anytime in history than today. 
And so that is something that we must all come together and be alert and uh, do everything we can to to put an end to that. Mm, oh, that's that's incredible, and that's a, a very eye opening. It's devastating. Sound of Freedom is a great film uh, that really shines a bright light on that too. Yeah, and I'm sure that you've been you've seen that firsthand in the many endeavors that you have, and that's probably heartbreaking for you. And I'm sure you're doing amazing things in that area. And you know, when people hear that, it feels too much, too big too big right. you know it's like yeah. that that's that's i hate hearing that but that's too big but you know what we can even pray you know prayer is a powerful tool and talk to me a little bit i don't know this might be out of the maybe the wheelhouse that you want to really talk about but prayer is it important to you incredibly i mean prayer is powerful i regret the times that i thought of it as a, as a last resort and his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He always has the very best solution for us. And even if we're going through a hard time, he promises to never leave us or forsake us. And that is is so powerful. So I see, I mean, Victoria, I'm such a mess that I mean, I, I need to pray. I need to be in the word every day. Some people think, oh, it's a, it's a crutch. Okay. I mean, I need it. It's more than a crutch for me. It's life support. And I even find if I open my mouth before I have time with the Lord in prayer and in his word, I'm apologizing to someone by 8 a.m. I mean, something comes up like that wasn't very, that wasn't the Lord. That was my flesh. I died of flesh and, you know, asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But I, I need that every day. And Victoria, I am such a slow learner, though. I was 44 years old before I read the Bible in its entirety. I had all these excuses for not reading it. I didn't think I needed to. I didn't think it was relevant or necessary. I knew enough. And I was at a, at a women's retreat that I kind of went kicking and screaming because I didn't think I had time to go. And I, and I went and it was just during a quiet worship time. Um, nothing earth shattering, but I just felt my heart being convicted and I, felt the Lord press upon my heart. You say I'm your first priority, but I'm not. And I was so convicted. I was like, but Lord, you know my life right now. Three young kids, husband, business, all of it. You know, I love you. I'm going to have so much more time for you later. But right now, you know, I love you. You know, we're good. And I felt him press upon me put me first and I will give you more time with your kids. I will give you better time. And without realizing it, I was making our children an idol. I was putting them first. And so I just started setting my alarm clock 15 minutes early and that 15 minutes turned into an hour and more. And it is my most favorite, efficient, important meeting of the day. That first and last meeting of the day with the Lord. You know what? That is so powerful because coming from someone who is so busy and to be able to articulate how it is so important for you, you know, and how it sustains you through everything that you do, because sometimes we don't have time for God. And as simple as setting your alarm 15 minutes early, making that effort to set it, God just shows up and you are, you know, you, like you said, and then it extends. 
But I love that so much. I think that is so powerful. And I appreciate you sharing that because there are so many people out there who are making excuses and I can do the same thing, you know, well, and it's not something that we have to be religious about. It's that thing that you want to do. It's that, like you said, relationship. It's, yeah, it's like, it is a crutch. It's like, I can't, I can't walk right unless I'm here first. And so, and it is very odd to the world. You know what I mean? It is very foreign. Like, what does that mean? But when you've had that relationship with God and you know there's nothing you can't take to him and there's nothing he won't help you with and there's a peace that comes with that, that is so amazing. And I love this conversation that we've had today. And I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to share with us just tidbits of wisdom and life and things that can inspire us all. So thank you so much for doing that, Kathy. We appreciate well, Victoria, you. Thank you. And thank you for just thank you for your faith and thank you for all the good things you're doing to serve God and serve others. I, I tell you what, we're all better together, aren't we, doing our part? So Thank you so much. And I hope to see you sometime soon. God bless. Thanks for listening to Victoria and Friends, produced in partnership with SiriusXM. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and let us know what you think. And if you've not done so already, subscribe so you'll never miss a new episode. Thanks for listening to Victoria and Friends.